Nathan Amaral, good morning. How yes. are you, brother? Good morning. Good, man. Uh, it's good, good afternoon for me, but good morning to you. Good to be so, here. So where are you right now? What time is it over there? That's like the number one question I get asked, you know, after all these years of traveling. Um, right now, I'm currently in the islands of the Azores. It's, uh, it's like, it's the motherland. It's the homeland to Fall River, right? I mean, it's that's where I'm at, man. You're you're in the <laughs> old country. I'm in the old country. It's exactly where the real Potes da Cidade is in, yeah. in Azores. Yeah. So you have you been back home? Have you uh, seen the our fake one, the one we got? Oh, over? yeah, I definitely was there. Um, absolutely. You know, I was actually there for the uh, you know grand opening per se. Um, and you know, coming to the Azores, São Miguel specifically, over the years since I was a young boy. I mean, literally almost every year. Um, it means a lot to me. And so, you know, being Fall River, being my roots, my, you know, uh, the city I was born in, um, that having a replica of the gates of the city is, I think, one of the coolest things because there's Portuguese people all over the world, but yeah. having the gates of the city in Fall River is pretty uh, memorable. We're, we're the only city with the gates, aside exactly. from the original city with the gates. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's really great. It's great. So, that's wild. So Nate, um, you called me the other day out of the blue. Um, so I, I got to know, it was the interview with Dave Pereira, right? Is that, yeah. that's where you were yeah. like, Hey, wow, these guys so, are all over doing stuff. Yeah. So I reached out to Dave because I was sending him a referral, which I still do every, when it comes up, you know, Dave is actually my old boss when I used to be in the mortgage business. No and uh, I learned a lot from Dave. One thing I learned very specifically in regards to building a business, was his yellow pad. I don't know if you've ever seen him with this. Have you? Have you ever seen him <laughs> with his yellow, yellow pad? pad? <laughs> yeah. So Dave had his yellow pad and he would do his little triangles. But let me tell you that little lesson about that I learned from him. He taught me a lot, even though I was going through some weird stages uh, in my life during that point. But um, I saw I saw his interview with you and I'm like, hey, I know, I know we've ran into each other before in passing, but we never really like, you know, we're in the same circles at that time in life. But um, I saw what you were doing because when I saw you interviewing Dave, I was like, oh, cool. This guy's in real estate. Oh, he's in training people. Wow. In Fall River. So yeah. I had to reach out. I was like, hey, man, I've been in this business for like 15 years. Um, I, I got started. I like to say I first enrolled into a program in Providence, Rhode Island. And then I started my business on those very streets of Fall River, Somerset, Swansea, Seekonk, and even into Rhode Island over the years. So yeah, that's where, that's where it all got started. So it's crazy. So I know you've been in the, in the speaker circuit for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you've been, you're almost like a coach to the coaches, right? Is that kind of what you've been doing? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I actually, um, I started off, uh, you know, investing in a program. I learned how to do real estate. I did a lot of door knocking, door hangers, man. This is before, this is before the internet is what it was today, before we have email marketing. Man, I was submitting offers and setting out uh, uh, deals to my cash buyers via e-fax. Yep. That's, that's how far back that goes. And wow. uh, even some of the guys that are still doing real estate in Fall River, they were my cash buyers back in the day. Um, I grew that business and then I eventually started investing in different states. Um, and then as I got hired uh, into the industry by some of the biggest, some of the bigger, I call them the big boys of the industry, the guys you see on TV or radio and they have books and stuff like that, got hired by those guys. Um, Rich Dad Education, Trump University, uh, and no matter, I mean, people have all different kinds of opinions about those two guys and whatever, but for me, that gave me the education to learn how to coach and train people 
Um, and then I got picked up by a guy in uh, Boston who owns over 8,000 apartments. I worked for him for three years. And, my, and that's how I got into apartment investing. My love for coaching people came out of that, out of that company. And uh, I started my own consulting company uh, back in 2009. And uh, wow. then, yeah, because of what I did for those other guys and uh, for that guy in the industry, I got hired by the guys that I used to see on stage, bud, the guys yeah. I used to go to their seminar and take notes. A few years later, they were all hiring me to help them build their real estate business. And so, yeah, when it comes to being a coach or the consultant to those other education companies, yeah, I did that for 10 years. Still do it a little bit today. I mostly work one-on-one with individuals now who want to start and build and grow their real estate business. I don't do it as much as I used to. I have a few other projects going on, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's a little... That's so what, 12 years and 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, Nathan, that's, uh, that's like the perfect uh, way to do this interview is uh, just you're very informative. You, you run the, the timeline. So you started in real estate. You eventually yeah. became a coach, a mentor, yeah. and um, now you're shifting back into other projects. Before we jump into those, because that's, mm. I mean, that's ultimately really what I want to talk about is what you're doing sure. right now in the market. Sure. But where what kind of projects were you doing here in the area were you doing flips were you doing wholesaling yeah uh, buy so holds th- that's yeah. a great question man I, I was first of all little context i was broke i was yeah. driving my 1989 beat up toyota corolla with the blinking lights on the inside I the disco ball years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was like that oh, yeah. <laughs> you know and uh and that was what i was doing and uh, you know one thing that I, I, I just had the drive. And at that time, I was very afraid I had to have some like, you know, help. I went through a Tony Robbins program that really just literally changed my life. My life has never been the same uh, since that, that training. And after I did that, I just went all in and I started investing in Fall River. I mean, the streets, uh, I mean, all around the North End, Eastern Avenue, branched over to Somerset. Um, and I started, I, I, because I had no money and I was, I, I knew what I needed to do. My coach was teaching me, you don't have the money, but you have the time. You have the resources. Right. The guys who have the money don't have the time and the resources that you do. So go and work for them as, yep. as your own business owner and, and, you know, get paid a fee. So I was still scared. I built a buyer's list. I had about, I think like 16 guys on my buyer's list. Some of them you probably know. And one of the things that I still didn't, you know, put offers out, my coach ended up flying to my area and, you know, we met in Rhode Island. I picked him up from the airport and he said, hey, man, we went down to the clerk's office, the assessor's office in Fall River. I got to tell you this story. We went to City Hall, right? The day before he got there, I went to City Hall and I went to go get an assessor's foreclosures list, right? Two lists. I went down there and they didn't give me the list. Dude, I was young. I didn't know what to say. I was nervous. The next day, my coach flies in. He's like, hey, did you get the lists? I said, no. <laughs> so we run over by Dunkin' Donuts. We show up in there. He's in there. He's from, he's from North Carolina. He starts talking with his southern accent, his southern swang, and he goes in there. He gets both lists. <laughs> oh, man. I learned a lot from him in three days. And you know what? Out of wow. that list, I submitted 11 offers. Out of wow. those 11 offers, four got accepted I closed on two. The other two, I didn't know what I was doing, so they just fell apart. But I closed yeah. on two, man. I made about $18,000. Wow. When I made that money, real estate became real to me because before <laughs> that, I was just going to seminars, man. And uh, yeah. real estate became real when I closed those two deals. And that's it. After that, it was on fire. 
Wow. Yeah, it was just like a, a theory and it's all imagination yeah. and you're learning, 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 analysis, paralysis, and then exactly uh, your coach actually flew out. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. is your coach still coaching or are they uh rich and retired he, at this point? He uh he actually doesn't he doesn't coach anymore. Um yeah. I actually did visit with him. I met with him years later, uh, and he was just he just kept saying, Hey man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so yeah. proud of you. And I'm like I'm like, I haven't done as much as you've done, you know? And uh, he's just like, no, man, your tenacity and what you're doing. At the time, I had already transitioned into apartments. But, um, yeah, so he's not hes not really actively coaching anymore. He's yeah. more on the retired side. But, yeah, he's, he's nice. still there. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that's one thing that everybody um, thinks will do this forever. And I, I'm very clear with my students. Look, I'll, I'll be coaching for a short period of time. This is like yeah. my giving back. And like you said at the beginning of this call was it feels like giving back, right? Like, yeah. You know, you do it um, because, you know, it's the right thing to do, but mm -hmm. you know, there's other things you want to do in your life. So well, I think, I think anyone who's coaching people on how to build a business, they have a heart for giving back. I always tell people that real estate is my passion, but consulting is my calling. It's, it's my God given gift, man. It's like, I see things in businesses and maybe, it, maybe it comes from when I used to work in a manufacturing in Fall River. I used to work on a little assembly line and I used to have to watch, you couldn't take so many steps. I had to be very careful and calculated at what I was doing. And so when I look at businesses today, especially real estate businesses, I'm very calculated, I take action quickly. And now I push, I even push my clients to you know take action quickly, overcome the fear and move forward. You know, So that's really important. Yeah, I love that. What what factory did you work uh, at in the city? Well, uh, yeah, well, okay. It wasn't one of those big factories, but it was a manufacturer. It was a bread facility. It was my dad's bakery. Okay, well, it, it was, was a gold medal bakery, was it? No, but we're very close to I it. I worked man, there. So, did you work at gold medal? <laughs> I know about the assembly line. <laughs> Do you know about the assembly line? Yeah. yeah. So my dad, I mean, basically just shrink that down compared to gold medal. Shrink that down a lot. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you know about the assembly line, you know, you have to like keep your eyes, you know, sometimes you can only take a few steps to the left, a few steps to the right, because you got yeah. a lot going on there, you know? Yep. So yeah, that's, I think that, that experience helped me to manage my steps in, in that position, but also in life and business. Yeah, it's solid. So you're, you're one of those people who puts things together. You just see trends, you see patterns, yeah, you, absolutely. Uh, you repeat over and over successful things that have helped you out. Yeah. Uh, what? So you were doing wholesaling. You're doing wholesaling. Correct. I was then doing wholesaling. Yeah. You you got a coach that got you in apartments. What was well, that transition like? No, actually, the coach was for my wholesaling. Um, okay. That actually really helped me got started. Then I started doing lease options. I went started going after pre foreclosures until they became illegal. The, the, the right. state of Rhode Island stopped allowing us to go after pre foreclosures. Um, during that time, I started getting an itch for the mortgage industry and, uh, it was all along with that same time. Right. Uh, so yep. I started getting into mortgages. I started doing a little bit of real estate and I wanted just to expand. I really like the finance world. So I'm, I'm even to this day and we can talk on that later, but, um, I really like finances. So I got into the mortgage business as well and I was doing that and closing deals. And so um, from there, it wasn't until that I got hired by uh, a guy who owns like 8,000 apartments around the country. That's when I get transitioned into multi-units. I really learned that side of the business from his organization. Right. So how did you get this job? Right. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm relatively successful, but I've still considered going and working for some, like a monster company, right? Like yeah. I've still considered it as an acquisitions guy. What, what did you do there? How'd you get the job? 
So interesting enough, right? Um, I was in a very unique position in my life. I actually took like this sabbatical. I've done, I've done like two sabbaticals in my life. And this time I was actually at a boys and girls camp in Florida because I was trying to figure out my life. I had made a bunch of money and actually, unfortunately, bud, um, I was addicted to gambling and I lost a lot of money. I did. Yep. A lot of the guys that are around me in the mortgage business and not David, I don't want to, I know I brought him up, oh, but there was David other companies. There were, yeah, there was companies I was working for, just the influence, man. I got, I got started spending money on another level that was ridiculous. So I went down to Florida in this boys and girls camp and I just started, um, while I was down there, I was just having like this, you know, revelation. I was there as a, what do they call those mentors, right? You volunteer, know, doing, like, yeah, 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 volunteer mentor, right? Just kind of just yeah. taking some time out. Yeah. And this guy called me and he said, um, and he was actually from the organization. He said, Hey, I, uh, I heard about you from another person and uh, I said, Oh yeah. He's like, well, what are you doing? I said, uh, well, right now I'm at a summer camp. <laughs> I'm climbing walls and zip lining. I mean, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, are you still in real estate? Cause I noticed, I noticed that, um, that you've done real estate. I looked you up online and I saw that you, you used to work for the wealth intelligence Academy. And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, we're in real estate and we're looking for, you know, a guy with experience. I was like, sure. He's like, can you, can you come to the office on Tuesday? I was wow. like, sure. So went to the office on Tuesday. Actually, when I got to the office, interesting thing enough, um, I didn't know it was who he was. And he said, well, you know, I, I saw your experience and I'm looking for a guy who can help me manage my company and build it. And you have a real estate experience. So that really helps. So, uh, Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. I, and, and because of his experience, I was like, this is it. This is my opportunity. I want to learn from him. So I put single family real estate. I just put it down to the side. I just wasn't doing it anymore. And I got started in apartments. That's, yeah. that's really how I made that transition. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. Now, when you say apartments, was it still local or was it all across the country? Were they like, what scale size? So interesting enough, when I was like making this transition, I actually started partnering at first. I partnered with a guy in uh, Texas. I partnered with another guy in Georgia. And then I started acquiring some of my own properties and did some deals in Rhode Island, which I sold. I had some partners along the way because I wasn't like doing the whole transaction myself. And nor did I want to. There was a unique thing I discovered, bud, along the way. And that's called what I call my high income skill. Um, I'm horrible in the details. I'm horrible in Excel. Don't give me an Excel. I start getting a headache and I'll walk away. Yep. But the reality is I know what my skill set is. So I always have to partner. And still today in the companies that I have, I have partners or I have co-founders. Yeah. So that's so powerful. I, I talk about it a lot in mentorship, right? Like I talk about you've got to know your strengths and yeah. get a partner for your weaknesses. Exactly. And you identified that your strength is what? It's sales. It's it's face-to-face -face, yeah. communication with somebody. Abs absolutely, man. It's face-to-face it's -face sales at the age of whatever. You want to know a quick story? So yeah. at the, at, it's, it's a forever story, right? At the age of 14, okay? It's actually a funny story too. At the age of 14, I would go to the, you know those Herald News boxes? Remember those yellow? Okay. Yep. I would go to those boxes, put 25 cents in at the time, and I would take a stack, but I didn't know better, I swear to God. I took a stack of newspapers. I was like, 25 cents, okay. I would take like eight of them out. I'd go yep. to the corner and I'd put 25 cent sign just right there on Highland Avenue, bud, like no joke. 
right in front of the church, the Methodist church. Yep. So I was standing there with a 25 cent sign selling newspapers. But remember, I only paid 25 cents for one, but I had like eight of them. Yep. The so ROI day, was insane. <laughs> so one day the Herald News guy driver picks up. He's like, hey, man, where'd you get those newspapers? I'm like from the box. And yep. this went on for like a week, by the way, only a week. Yeah. Anyway, that was like my first hustle game. Then I started selling tomatoes. I came up with this um, service where people on Highland Avenue would pay me $1 to get their barrels from the back of their yard to yep. bring them to the front of the yard every Tuesday night. And oh, on Wednesday yeah. morning after the truck guys come, I'd bring it to the back. I had over 30 customers. Yeah, that's that the North that was, Trash yeah, day is still on Tuesdays. It's still on Tuesdays. <laughs> So literally, I would do that for, and I make thirty about thirty dollars a week, man. So it those were like my little hustles. I was a very shy guy, and on and also on Saturdays, I'd have a yard sale every day. Uh, excuse me, every Saturday, I would get stuff from other people and try to sell it at the at, at my own little yard sale. Anyway, direct sales yeah. marketing—that's that's what comes natural to me. Yeah, it's crazy because you say you're a shy guy, or you were a shy guy, was, and then was, you, yeah. you created this this sales monster like over the years. What was the yeah. transition from shy? Because you know, we have students like this all the time. They're like, "Oh, I'm shy, sure. I can't do this." Uh, yeah, how do you go from shy to salesperson? Me personally, bud, because I was super shy and I got into a serious car accident on Duval Street. Um, you know, the EMTs and the police officers were in the hospital saying, you're lucky to be alive. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, well, it's still there, but I know it's changed quite a bit, but Duval Street has that little, like that hump going down, yep. you know, and I flew off. I mean, I was going fast and I reached down, I grabbed a bunch of CDs and the wheel turned, I turned the wheel, popped the curb, slammed into the pillar. Wow. Car spun around, my head got stuck in the windshield. They pulled me out of the passenger door. Wow. Yeah, it was Anyway, I had those few days in the hospital where I was just like, I could have died and all that stuff. And a few days later, I got introduced. I went to the Staples over, I think it was a Staples or Office Depot in Somerset. And I'm walking around the, walking around the, the, the store. And on the bottom rack, there's a CD called Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Have you ever yeah. listened to that? Yeah, yeah. I got it here too. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, and I was delivering for Hell News at the time, right? So, um, and I, I know I'm going back and forth in my eight yeah, in my no, years, by that. the way, you know, sorry. I'm, you know, people like can the, follow this. My yeah. timeline is a little back and forth right now. Yeah. So anyway, I went to this, I, I got exposed to Tony Robbins. I went to his live event in, at, at the age of 18. And this was before I even did my first real estate deal. Yeah. So went to his event. I walked across fire that first night. I went to New Jersey with a, a friend. We, we walked across fire. It was insane. That changed my life. Because yeah. not just, oh, I can walk on fire. No, no, that doesn't, that's not it. It's <laughs> what, it was the power, the personal power that I grabbed that day that I said, if I can walk across fire, what else can I do? Right. And I started pushing the envelope. What I ended up doing was I went, I went skydiving. I went skydiving three times. I yep. started making offers, right? All that started moving together at the same time. And it, right. you have to face your fear. You have to dance with your fear. You have to know what, what scares you the most and say, how am I going to play with this? Because you doesn't, it doesn't go away. Fear doesn't go away. It's always there. You just have to learn to dance with it, address it, and know it's there and move forward. Yeah, I, I love that. So you found a way to identify your fears and then get comfortable with them, right? Yeah. So that they, they didn't paralyze you anymore. Like you just cautiously walked around them. Just like exactly. you were talking about being at the bakery, just like you're talking about all your experience in life, you've actually just identified a fear, learned yeah. it, 
respected it, you know, yes, things could go bad, but you operate around it instead of staying completely away yeah. from and, and away from a place of benefit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Face the fear yeah. and do it anyway, bud. Face the it. fear and do it anyway. That's this motto. Yeah. So you, you talked about apartments. Obviously, that's my, my passion. I love apartments. Um, it's why I got into the business. I think a lot of yeah. people do. And I, I don't know, is it, is it something that you've completely gotten away from? And now, because we talked about Uber stock, like I know you're deep into Uber stock, you're deep into Apple yeah. stock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, and that I think is one of my transitions. I'll shift to, sure. you know, REITs, like real estate investment trusts, because I understand sure. them. Um, but I think that, I think that at some point an investor makes decisions, you built the capital, you, you, first you had no money, wholesale, right? right? So yeah, then you yeah. shift over, maybe you do a couple flips, then you buy some real rental property right, right. To, to build up your portfolio. Where, at what point, what was your max units you had? Uh, how many flips were you doing a year before you shifted out and said, you know what, I've made enough, I'm going to shift to a different, easier, better strategy. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's, those are great questions that you have, but let me, I want to make something clear to your audience and anyone watching this. No, real estate is the number one asset class, the number one wealth vehicle that, that's produced in the world, right? So everybody, I strongly recommend being in real estate to some capacity, even if you just have one rental and you have a two family or whatever, a four family, whatever it is. But if you want to go small, then go small. If you want to go big, then go big, whatever is comfortable for you. So real estate, number one. Now, number two, over the years, um, I was exposed at a younger age um, to investments, uh, to you know, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. My ex, um, my ex's dad was um, a broker, and he encouraged me to go for my Series Seven license. Wow. And I'm not good at tests. I I have a very hard time with tests, uh, so that didn't go so well. <laughs> um, also, in West in Dartmouth because of Tony Robbins and listening to hang out with successful people, success leaves clues. Yep. I'll never forget this. I was driving that 1989 and I'm driving down the road. It's still there. Wealth. No wait. Oh my God. Financial planning alternatives. Mr. Oliveira. I see that <laughs> sign. I don't know what the heck they do in there. Yeah. I'm like financial. I turn my car around, I go inside and I literally, I'm so gullible. Thank God I was so gullible to every book, every CD I heard. I drive into that parking lot in Dartmouth and I go in, I remember the secretary and I said, hey, I'm here to see uh, Mr. Oliveira looking for who's, who owns this place. Mr. Oliveira says, oh, do you have an appointment? I said, no. I go in there, Mr. Oliveira, 20 minutes later comes out. He's like, hey, very friendly guy. Hey, how are you? Come on in. He doesn't even know who I am. I sit down. I listen to him for about 20, 30 minutes. He's telling me all his stuff, showing me everything he's got. He's got pictures on the wall, all this stuff. Then after that, he says, what can I, what can I help you with? I said, well, actually, Mr. Oliveira, I hear that you're a successful guy. I see all your awards on your wall. I would like you to be my mentor. This is 18 years old. Right, just listening to this kind of stuff from a CD, he's like, "Well, what do you mean? What, what, what do you want? What do you want me to do with you?" I said, "I said honestly, if I can work a few hours a week here and just do whatever, it, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I just want to learn a little bit along the way." Yep. He said, "You're starting next week on Monday." Literally, you know what I did, bud? I would call people to remind them for their appointments. Nice. And then I'd follow up with them to get them back in, and that's kind of how I got exposed a little bit to you know, those other types of securities and that passion or that 
investor mindset, being an investor, is still there. So I do it on another scale, Apple, Tesla, Amazon, uh, Uber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so I'm still there. Now I do hold portfolios of, um, in, 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 in other types of portfolios like uh, Charles Schwab and, and uh, TD Waterhouse and the, the bigger stuff. But yeah. um, when it comes to like small, the, the, the handheld stuff, right? I just want to do it on my phone. I like to use an app called Robinhood. I do oh, it with I do a good, yeah, yeah, I do it with a buddy of mine. He actually got interested in it. And I said, hey, man, let's investigate. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And that's like playing around stuff. You know, you're just goofing off on your phone, seeing what you can make and stuff. It's, it's fun. But it's on, on, yeah, exactly. But um, if anyone is interested in that kind of investing as a secondary uh, real estate being number one, you know, that kind of investing portfolio investing number two. I would recommend, you know, get, you know, get into a portfolio, you know, maybe get with, you know, the big boys like Fidelity or Charles Schwab or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm in uh, TD Ameritrade for the big stuff. And then yeah, I play with uh, Robin Hood for like the itchy fingers. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trading this, I'm trading that, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it keeps the brain going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's engaging. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like I, I bought way too many positions. I'm, it's way too much. I got to chill out for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so now you've, you actually start really young uh with some uh, financial awareness uh 18 yeah. is dude absolutely fascinating like i had all the desire at 18 but i didn't have any guts until i was 25 so mm. uh, a lot of credit on that and so then you start shifting right you start you're stacking yeah. up i'm sure you're always investing in stocks um and then you're you're doing the flip, uh, wholesales and doing the flips and then you yeah. start buying apartments with your partners right. all across the country right where where did you make that transition where you said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to actually shift from apartments. Have you sold everything now? Or I think you said you still no. own some stuff in North no, Carolina. No, I did. I, I did. I did sell some of my apartment deals, the ones in Rhode Island and uh, yep. a few down in South Carolina. I have sold out of those partnerships. They were like five year terms or, you know, depending on what was going on, three year terms, depending on what the, the plan was for those. Um, and I've sold out and then I've moved on to other things. For example, when I moved down to, I actually moved to uh, California for a little while. I was pretty much back and forth there for a little bit for a client. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to North Carolina. And when I was in North Carolina, I was there for about three and a half years or so. Um, I started building my portfolio there. I love the Carolinas. It's a beautiful yeah. place. And um, so I started doing what's called owner financing um, yep. properties. Yeah. So I, what I would do is I'd buy a house all cash. And then I would turn around and, and help people who couldn't, who would get denied at a bank, right? So they could, they would go to a bank, try to get a mortgage and they got denied, right? So I would get them, put them into a property and get them a mortgage. I would hold the mortgage right. and, uh, and then they would just make monthly payments. And most of those people still make, you know, I still have those notes. Uh, nice. And I've, I sold about two or three of them over the years, over the past seven, eight years, but I still hold most of those notes. Um, I also do a bunch of land investing in the, in the Carolinas as well. In addition to that, I also do um, single family stuff. I've done a few rehabs, but I don't like rehabs. Um, but I've done some, you know, sometimes I've done some wholesale deals, depending. It's not like an active part of the business. It's like, if we get one, we sell it, right? And yeah. we don't like it. We cherry pick. So if we don't like it, we just sell it to our cash buyers. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. We do the same thing. We, for us, wholesaling is like you said now, like we don't look at it as a, a mainstream. It's just kind of an accident. Like it, we couldn't right. take it down. It ended up in front of us. Yeah. It belonged to somebody else. Exactly. So I love that you're doing notes. I uh, did an interview a little while back with uh, Brant Phillips, who wrote the Private Money Lender book. Um, okay. It's for real estate investors, how to collect capital. 
He's right. doing the same thing now. He's, you know, all of his rental properties, he's now saying, you know what, when I sell it, seller financing. This way I'll hold right. some paper, you know, building yeah. a type of asset. Yeah, I'm big into cash flow, man. Um, yeah. Actually, my brand under Fearless Millionaire, we talk about uh, creating clarity, building confidence, and creating cash flow. Three C's. And, I love yeah, it. Yeah, the three C's, exactly. <laughs> and that is really important. And one of the things I've invested in over 350 notes, I hold over 40 notes even today in housing. Wow. And, and, and that, what I realize is when you have these notes, it's that passive or cash flow, that residual income. Cash flow it tends to be more of on a business side of it, but this income that keeps coming in, you know what my, we, my, my buddy, my ex-boss used to say, not in a bad way, ex-boss, but my previous boss, he used to say, uh, you know, you become, you, you can become, it's unstoppable. These checks just keep coming in over and over. There's nothing you can do to stop the income coming in. Yeah. And that's something that's really important. Uh, I think that everybody should have a, an additional stream of income or a side hustle, whatever it is, that yeah. you may have your primary job. That's fine, but you need that side hustle. You need that additional income. And and that that's what's needed. And that's something that I've took into consideration. And I've it's been a lifelong process, man. And, yeah. you know, in the beginning, it was all about Nathan. I was only caring about my paycheck and how much money I made and how much I spent on the, you know, whatever, hanging out with my friends, buying the bar, even though I don't drink, but buying the bar, <laughs> you know, just living that life. And then I made the transition and now it's, it's building wealth for my kids, you know, building wealth for my daughter's daughter, right? Just continuing the yeah. legacy. That's really important to me at this point. That's what I, that's what I put in the time for. Yeah. Powerful transition. Um, so this is something that I think a lot of people in follower would complete. Like I get the same garbage in my city, right? The, you know, we live in the same city. We came from the same place. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people here will question why I teach and they're like, Oh, you know, he's just trying to make money. It's like, dude, I promise the coaching is my smallest source of income. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you compare well, it to how much we're making on the flips, we just want to yeah. help and give back. So <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you have that me, genuine desire. Yeah. Let me let me tell you this, man. You know, um, and and I, I like to be straight with people. I say, you listen, my consulting it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Yep. And if and if you don't want to pay for it, then it must not be valuable to you. If you don't want your life changed in a whole other way, then it's then you're not my client. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, that that's just how I, I, I've learned that over the years that one, my time is valuable. If I'm gonna coach someone through a deal and it's gonna make you twenty thousand, no joke, one of my clients literally on um, Monday or was it Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday, yeah. made over twenty thousand dollars. Another one of my clients on the same day made over four thousand and another deal for six thousand, around ten thousand yeah. dollars. Okay. Now what they paid. To, for me to consult them to make that happen is a fraction. See, I didn't just teach them how to, exactly. I didn't teach them just how to do one deal. I taught them a business model. I yep. taught them a, how to build cash flow for the rest of your life. Most people go get a degree for four years and pay over $100,000 yep. for a well, degree. Harvard you gotta, pay 200000 <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So yep. anyway, to, to cut through the fog on that, the reality is what you provide to your clients, the right people will show up and, uh, and you just provide great value. And that's, that's one of the great things I like about what you're doing as well. Thank you, brother. You know, it, it was when I was able to let go and say, you know, I only want serious people, just charge money, like yeah. whatever. That's, mm -hmm. that's when everything changed for me, just like you said. Um, so you, have, you mentioned kids. I love how you're segueing into this. Uh, you mentioned you have uh, a daughter now, and I know you're living in Uganda. Right. I know right now, technically, you're in the Azores, but your, your Facebook says you're in Uganda. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I got I to gotta know, because 
Uh, my oh, good friend, man. Sam, who does all my marketing for me, all my uh, transcriptions and all my videos and website, he lives in Uganda. And that's so great. like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, we, we like talk real estate a little bit. He's young. I think he's in his twenties and yeah. uh, you know, every so often he'll ask me questions and, but mostly he watches the videos. He's got to transcribe them. And he says, man, like, I want to do this. You know, this is good. Like that's I, awesome. I some real estate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, real estate is cheap in his town. Well, compared to me, right? Like, so I'm looking at it and he's saying it used to be expensive, used to be cheap. It was 300 yeah. bucks a piece of land. Yeah. And then he was telling me, you wow. know, maybe now it's $3,000. I'm, I'm thinking like, Sam, like, depends that's possible. Like, that's yeah. not too yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So, it depends where, definitely depends where it is, but for sure. Yeah. So what's your experience in Uganda? Like, how did you go from traveling the whole country, America, to Ooh. shifting to Uganda and then that's where you met your wife and I assume you still live there. So, so this, this is a much longer story. It's more of a, maybe, maybe we'll, people can jump over to my YouTube and figure it out or something like that, okay. but I'll give you like a, a summary version. Yes. So, um, so as a, as a young child, uh, I got exposed to Uganda through my dad and my mom. They took me to, uh, you know, a, 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 a veterans hall, I think in, uh, Rhode Island or something like that. Anyway, these kids came over called the African Children's Choir. They were all from Uganda. They were raising money to help sponsor kids over in Uganda. And, and interesting enough, my dad tells me, he says, he's like, oh, you're going to give me $40 every month from your paper route. And I'm going to use my credit card because they only take credit card. I mean, we're going back years, you know, yeah. 20, almost 20 years ago. So he said, we're going to use my credit card and you're going to give me $40 every month out of your paper route and we're going to sponsor a child's education. Wow. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, <it's funny. laughs> but, you know, my dad, one thing I loved about what my dad did at a young age, he yeah. taught me two very important things. One, I always had to give, it was like a thing that my dad taught me is like, whenever I had my first job, my check went to my dad. Yeah. I don't know if it's a Portuguese thing, but it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. My first check went to my dad and my yep. second income was mine. And then my dad was teaching me this lesson like, hey, I want to give and you shall receive. Yep. And so I started, I had to pick a child, right? I was like, he's like, all right, pick a child on the table. And the truth is, bro, I, I picked the cutest girl on the table. That's what I did. I was like, I'm going to make this cute girl, you know? So, yeah, yeah, that was what it is. So anyway, yep. so I became pen pals with this, with this, with the sponsor child. We just started, uh, you know became friends, you know, pen pals, right? So we can yep. pen pals, start writing letters back and forth. And so many years go by, I mean, years go by. And when she turned 18, three letters came back in the mail to me, three letters came back in the mail. And I call up the organization. I'm buying, mind you now I'm in my twenties, right? Call up the organization. I said, Hey, I got three letters back. I said, uh, I said, Oh yeah, your, your, your sponsorship's over. And, um, and your child, your sponsor child is, is now graduated. Thank you so much. And I said, well, can I have her phone number? Can I have her address? I would like to get her these three letters. Oh no, due to privacy reasons, that's not allowed. Like, oh, okay. So I was kind of just like, what do I do now? Right. Right. So I let it go and it was still stuck in my mind. Years go by, Facebook comes out, right? So Facebook comes out and I didn't know this, but my sponsor child was looking me up on a bunch of Nathan Amaral's all in Brazil, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. So yep. he's asking all these Brazilians, hey, uh, you know, did you, did, did you sponsor a child in Uganda? They're all, no, no, no. One day I get a message from a different name that says, hey, is this the Nathan? Did you sponsor a child in Uganda? Yep. And I was like, yes. Who are you? Do you know where she is? Well, and I'm just like, you know, typing, typing. And she's like, Nathan, it's me. 
I'm like, holy smokes, right? So I reconnected with my sponsor child, my pen pal, okay? And and I reconnected with her and that was so cool. So we started our first conversation in 2012. I ended up calling her on the phone on her birthday. I surprise called her on her birthday, heard her voice for the first time in 2012. In 2013, we did our first video chat so I got to see her for the first time, you know, outside of a picture, right? Right. And then in 2013, I was living in North Carolina and I ran into some issues. I took another sabbatical, sabbatical number two. I said, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to go? And mind you, I had already been traveling the world. So I was like, you know, a place I had never been. It wasn't like my first time traveling. I'm going to go to Italy or whatever, you know, France. No, <laughs> I had already been to a lot of those places. So I was like, right. okay, I'm going to go to Uganda because I had you know, I, I've never been there and I want to go see my friend, my, my pen pal, right? Yep. So mind you, I already have a life. I have a girlfriend in Charlotte, right? Things are already going on, <laughs> but I go, to, I go to Uganda. Well, of course. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I'm not sure, but are you married? Do you have kids? I don't even know. I'm sorry. Uh, previously divorced. So previously divorced. Yeah. Sometimes that's a blessing. Yeah. It's sometimes so, it is. <laughs> yeah. No. So I get there and dude, so you felt this feeling before that moment where you're like, this is the one. Yep. You've had that feeling before. So yep. it, literally when I got to the airport and I hugged my pen pal, I instantly knew that this was the one for me. Yep. Just knew like, this is your one. So <laughs> I didn't say anything at first, but yeah. as the two weeks went by, the day before I left, I kind of snuck away and found a place and I bought a ring. I asked her to marry me a few hours later. Yep. And she said, yes. And we were both surprised that we were doing this. You know, she was surprised. Yep. She was shocked. I'm shocked, you know. And, um, and she said yes. And then the next day I fly back to the U.S. I tell my parents. They start crying. <laughs> you know, they're so happy for me. They didn't, they didn't think I was going to get married until I was like 40 or whatever. Yeah. They were so scared happy. about Nathan Everall. They're like, yeah, is he going to get married? He's not settling like... down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? They were so happy. Yep. And... Within, within about 30, 45 days, I, I went back to Charlotte. I sold everything I had, and I moved to Uganda about 30 days later or so. And, uh, and then 30 days after I moved to Uganda, I had a traditional marriage. I got married uh, in, in Uganda. And it's so cool. My parents ended up flying out to the wedding. It was so cool. Wow. One of the, even though I didn't know a lot of what was being said, neither did my parents, but they spoke a little bit of English. But yep. just the experience, the cultural experience was phenomenal. One I will never forget. Yeah. And, um, and then a few months after that, I was, you know, pregnant with my first kid. So no kidding. So how old is yeah. she? How old is your uh, daughter? My oldest now, she's about to be six. Yeah. So that's nice. six. Yeah. So that's, I know it was a long story. I'm sorry. I, no, I, Nate, that's, that's how I got uh, to Uganda. That's what happens when you get into real estate, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. it goes back to the, the principle of giving. And so yeah. from giving from an early age, you were already setting yourself for like the best relationship in your life, the most important relationship in your life, just by giving yeah. early on. Uh, yeah, it, it was, a lot of things that came to, to help it, you out it, there. You're absolutely right. It was a lot of things. And, and like I said, at the age of 14, I had a very, I had something in my heart, man, that was connected to Uganda. So it wasn't just like, oh, I found this pretty girl or anything like that. It was much more deeper than that. So making the move felt natural. So I made the move. And I just got soaked into the culture, the environment. And let me tell you, out of all the places I've been, I've been over 30 countries in the world. There is not a more progressive place than that country. I can't believe 
the amount of growth that's happening in, in, in yep. most people don't know that it's not on the front page of newspapers and stuff, but there's a lot of growth that's happening there. And I, I really like it. And the culture of the people are awesome. It's a good time. So that's obviously like my in from, uh, yeah, Sam yeah. was like Uganda, right? So yeah. my in there, he's, you know, we talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. and then when I saw that you were from Uganda now, I was like, dude, like I gotta ask Nathan, like what is shaking down there? Like, like Sam makes it sound like the, the cities are growing, they're expanding. Oh, it's, it's not, not another one of the level. villages. Uh, okay. So what are you doing in Uganda? Like, do you just live there? You invest everywhere else? Or are you so active here's, now? Yeah, here's what I ended up doing business-wise. So when I left the United States, I, um, I stopped doing as much real estate as I was doing prior. And I actually started a new company in Uganda, um, a media agency. And I, cause when I got there, I noticed there was a problem. These guys didn't have websites, celebrities, artists, um, socialites didn't have mobile apps. Restaurants didn't have mobile apps. I was like, right. there is a need. I literally started a company. I went door to door. I did that for about eight months yep. and I signed up zero people in Uganda. <laughs> Their biggest barrier was like, how long are you going to be here for? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm in. Here. I'm in. I'm, I'm married. I'm Look. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and I was all in, but that business failed. Okay. And uh, I ended up getting other clients from the U.S. actually through that business. So, um, so I tried to, to do that. Then I moved back to what I was already good at, consulting and real estate. So I actually partnered up with another guy in the business. He's actually a Kenyan. Yeah. And uh, I had an office. I have an office down uh, in, in, the major, in the main city, Kampala. And, and I partnered with him. He has a consulting, one of the best top consulting firms in Uganda. And he's Kenyan. And he yeah. left his country to start. And so anyway, uh, he brought me in as a partner <clears throat> and as a board of advisor. And, uh, and I started to do consulting in Uganda. And I've spoken at a bunch. I've been on TV shows and podcasts. And I've been on a, spoken at a bunch of churches, man. And then, um, and then I ended up getting back into the consulting and property. So today we have a, a short-term, we have a property business. We have land and we have short-term rentals. Yep. Uh, like, you know, people know Airbnb, right? Booking.com. Yep. So we have a short-term rental business. I have a manager there. Uh, I trained him in the business, but he was already in real estate a little bit. Yep. And so we've been doing that in Uganda. That's what we've been doing and growing our portfolio there as well. Wow. That's, it's fascinating, Nate. So uh, I guess your, your biggest or most recent project is what you're doing because now I got to find out. Yeah. Why are you back on the islands? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, because I lived, I lived in the Uganda for like a year straight, and then I took uh, my wife and my first child was born in North Carolina. But I took my wife to the United States. We traveled all over the U.S. You know, nice. see the sites, all that kind of stuff. The Grand Canyon, New York City, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we had our first child in North Carolina, and then it was you know basically we were done touring around, and we went back to Uganda, um, and I had the rest of my kids there in Uganda. Um, so as this is happening and as I'm growing my family, I'm thinking, well, my parents haven't seen my second born, right? right. They're like, well, I haven't seen your child born in two years. So I was like, how can we work this out? Well, there's a little island that we're all from that's in the <laughs> middle of the, of both continents. Yep. I said, well, you know what I said? I started to put it on my vision board. I said, you know what? I think, I think we need to start, put a little attention on Azores. Um, because it's the middle ground for where me and my family can meet up. And yeah. that's, that's basic. That was that decision. And that's what we've done for right now. Um, and, 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 and I remember just having it on my vision, vision board in 2017, I think it was. 
It, yep. it, it just, all it said was hotels and apartments in Azores and I had the island and that was it, man. Wow. And it, was just a, it was just a thought. It was just a seed there planted. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now here we are, we're, you know, adding up our portfolio of more apartments and stuff and short-term rentals. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No here kidding. on the island. So in I'm here now. Yeah. Uh, in the Azores. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're there now, and mm -hmm. is your family there with you? You guys hanging out, or are you just there uh, setting the place up? Well, no, I've done the setting up before. My family was in Uganda, but then we came out here. We were actually here in 2015. We came for a week, and then we came in 2017. We came for, I think, for like four months or something like that. And then in 2019, on November, we've been here since November, and we'll probably be here for maybe another year to two, one to two years or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm not really sure the time frame. We're, we live a very spontaneous life. So right. if we want to go to Thailand or yeah, that's my next one. So I'm you know, trying to convince my whole family. I want to go to Thailand and Singapore next. So, yeah, um, so if we wanna, yeah, if we want to go to Bali or something like that, then we're just going to go right now. We're working on yeah, our project. Let me turn that off. <clears throat> no problem. Right. We're working on this project here. Um, this is my business partner. We talked about business partners earlier. Yep. It's called Moments Felice, which is Happy Moments Senior Care. Yep. Um, and this is my business partner here on the island. He's running the senior care facility while I'm still doing what I'm good at, which is real estate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he's yeah. running a senior care facility. You just invested some cash, invested some time. Yeah. So what I've done is I've done pretty much the models that you're familiar with. I've done a syndication and I've brought in partners into the transaction. We, we purchased 26 apartments and then we purchased a mixed use building altogether. There's 26 apartments and the commercial mixed use spaces underneath that. Nice. In the commercial space, it actually is the services for the senior care facility, which is the laundry, uh, the, you know, laundry rooms and laundry press dry fold and the kitchen and the restaurant and the library and the activity room. So it's, it's a very unique, it's not the senior, it's not the um, nursing home style. This is more of an assisted living. It's a very, it's great. And actually he's been, my business partner has been filling up and getting, um, you know, people signed up and enrolled in, into the, into the facility. Yep. And, uh, and we're seeing a lot of also expats, people from the United States, Canada that want to come back to the island and retire here. Because listen, I don't know if you've had, I, I've had some grandparents, they're no longer with us, but I had some yeah. grandparents, they were in nursing homes. It's like $8,000 a month. It's ridiculous. On yep. the low end in Massachusetts, yep. right? So for a fraction of that, you can get, whether it's a one bedroom, a two bedroom, you can get fully, um, fully uh, taken care of here, an assisted yep. living, food, laundry, everything on anywhere between two and $4,000 a month, depending oh, on what plan you get. Yeah. And you're back in the old country. And you're so. back in the old country. It's so beautiful, <laughs> beautiful place to retire. You know yep. what I'm saying? Best yeah. weather in the world. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Wow. So that is, um, yeah, Nathan, full circle. What, what is it? What is the easiest way people can get in touch with you? What is your YouTube channel? What's uh, the easiest way people want to learn more about you, what you're doing? I'm over here choking. Uh, yeah, sorry, right. I apologize. This is the best part. This is the best part. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the best way, the best way people can get in touch with me is definitely they can go to Google or YouTube. They can type in Fearless Millionaire. Fearless Millionaire is a brand that helps investors create clarity, build confidence, and gain cash flow. And so they can go onto any of those channels. They can find me there. They can watch a lot of real estate training videos that I do on uh, my YouTube channel. Yep. Um, and then they can go to the website, which is fearless-millionaire.com. Yeah. And there they can get some free assets on maybe how to get started in their life. We have a great program called Clear the Fog, yep. um, which has been 
getting raving reviews, which I filmed it during COVID when we had our lockdown. <laughs> I went to the beach and filmed it on the beach. No one was there, just me. Perfect. I filmed this entire training. Yeah, it's really helpful to help people get clear and clarity on what they're trying to do in life and in business and in real estate. It's really powerful, specifically for real estate investors. Um, and then I, again, anything on the YouTube channel, they can reach out to me or yep. shoot me an email there. Yeah. So fearlessmillionaire.com. Fearless-millionaire.com. Awesome. And yep. they can go there. They can learn more about you. You got a lot of free content. Absolutely. Uh, you're still doing coaching and you're, you're working yes. more in a passive manner. Uh, your portfolio yeah. is all over the country. <laughs> Yeah, actually more of my coaching is really unique. I don't, I'm very, a little bit more selective and I do have my clients come out to the island here. It's, yep. it's a very, so they get to come out to the island, hang out. We've had clients do that right before COVID and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little limited on, on the clients that I work with, but yes, if the, if the, the synergy is right, then we'll, we'll work together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nathan, that's, uh, that's something I might be interested in down the road. So once COVID clears up, you might get a call from me, brother. That's a absolutely model. And that gives me an excuse to get back to the islands. Uh, I've been a When's the last time you were here, by the way? Never been to the islands. So I've been to Lisbon How twice. How dare you? I dare trust you? me. It's so. We're, but just out of curiosity, are you? Were yeah. you born in Lisbon? Born in the U.S. Born in? I was born in the uh, Fall River, right? Born in the city. You're born in the city. Is your family yeah. from Lisboa or from here? So my dad is from San Miguel, my mom's from America, and my ex-wife's father was from Lisbon. So that's why I kept oh, going out there. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. You. Yeah, you gotta get to the islands. It's. It's. Oh my gosh. It's, it's not a to-do list now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's for been, sure. But you know, now that you know, I can justify it with a business expense. I'd be like, Yo, yeah, yeah, out we'll, there. We'll, like, we'll I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. It'd be great. I'd love to show you the short-term rentals, the apartments that we're, the apartment portfolio that we're building. And, and just, just as a side note, um, I'm sorry, do you, do you hold a, a Portuguese uh, ID? Do you have a, are you a Portuguese I citizen? I do not. I do not. You can still get one though, my friend. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I will talk about yeah. that later um, because the government um, is actually creating a stimulus. There's a stimulus, not a stimulus, excuse me. There's incentives programs where you can get money from the government to for free, grant money, grant yeah. money. In the US, they call it grants, okay? Right. Um, here they call it incentives. Uh, and you can get projects paid for up to 80% of the project grant money i got a buddy here who he owns 13 houses here in fall River. he's been mm -hmm. buying condos in the azores for the last five years just keeps buying them buying them buying them buying them awesome. renting them out and uh he was telling about some programs so you know yeah they, it's a good time to invest in other countries that's oh yeah man yeah i mean it, i mean you just got to look at you know your future if you have any interest but i'll tell you if, yeah. you if you ever plan on you know traveling or being european and anything like that or retiring outside of the u.s then i yeah. would definitely look into citizenship and there's a lot of a lot of good things there no kidding man yeah nathan i appreciate it so one of the most powerful things i do in these interviews is i ask uh the guests to give us three things if you go back to a 20 year old nathan what are the three pieces of advice you'd give yourself that would change your life transform your life uh just give you the better life uh, that you already have today uh if you could just save yourself and go back uh three pieces of advice what would they be wow okay <laughs> So the first piece of advice I tell myself is, and I'll leave the explicitives out of it. You're allowed. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't want to do that. Yep. But I will say that I would tell myself to just do it. That's the PG version. Yeah. To just do it. Second thing I would tell myself is invest sooner. 
even though I started young, I didn't invest and save my money. I would get the money, especially as a wholesaler, I would get it and spend it. Yeah. And I, the third thing is I would follow this model a lot more than I do probably in, you know, the past, I'd say eight years, I've been following a different model of, of living. And that's, it's, it's, it's a descending model. It's earn, invest. So you're earning, right? You invest first. Yep. Uh, some people, you know, give too, but you invest, you save, you, you give, and then you spend. Yep. And that would be the model before for me, it was flipped around. It was earn, spend, yeah. give a little, <laughs> and then save a little and invest nothing. Right. right. I would spend everything I made, everything I made. Yep. And is an, it is actually a story I tell to my clients about the day I spent $21,000 in a day. And that wasn't for buying property, my friend. Oh. <laughs> no, that wasn't buying oh. property. That was just for fun. Wow. Just because. And at a very young age, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I just had this uh, addiction um, yep. and, it, and it was uncontrollable. I didn't know how to control it. And so <clears throat> what you want to do, anyway, I, I'm not here to be <laughs> philosophical, but that, was, that would be what I tell myself going back. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm not here to be philosophical, but I'm just saying that's what I would tell my younger self. Like, most importantly, just do it. Just yep. do it. Look, it's it's no, oh, there it is. It's over here. Nice. Just do it, man. Like, yeah. no joke. It's a reminder to me every day yep. that because this is something that I know. I'm the biggest procrastinator I know. <clears throat> I'm the biggest procrastinator I know. It literally sits in the corner, just waiting, just talking to me, right? <laughs> And if I don't tell myself to get out there and just make it happen, go out there, do it, don't waste time, stop talking about it, be about it, right? Yep. And just get out there and make it happen, then nothing will get done. Nothing yeah. will get done. So that's what I tell my younger self. So it's just do it, buy real estate, and yeah. that, that model you have for- Yeah. It's earn, 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 earn invest, own. yeah. Yep. Save or give, right? Give, save, and then spend. Make sure spending is the last thing you do with your money. Yep. So, you know, some people call it live below your means. Some people call it, you know, invest before you, before you spend, whatever it is, the 70-30 rule. But if you just follow that model, man, I'm telling you, yeah. you can build long-term wealth. It takes time, have patience, but you can build long-term wealth that way. Nathan, uh, you've given so much. Uh, honestly, this is, I'd love to do a follow-up in a couple of months. This has been uh, oh, huge for me. Uh, yeah, you're from the awesome. same city as me. You have the same mindset, you know, great parents. And, um, you know, but they didn't have what you have now. What you've accumulated is far more than the average person, especially from our city. But I'd say the average person in America creates any amount of people, lives you've touched and changed and improved since that moment that, uh, you walked on fire and had your life improved yeah. is uh, you're a shining beacon of, of light and Thanks, inspiration man. to not just our little city, but to the whole world. You've, you've had a massive effect and, you know, your investors, the, the homes you sold to, obviously mm -hmm. your wife and your kids, um, you know, Nathan Amaral, I appreciate you, but cheers to your Thanks. success. Thanks, man. Um, and I, I appreciate what you're doing. <clears throat> Excuse me, seriously. Uh, and that's obviously why we've connected because what you're doing for Fall River, you're giving back to people because, you know, you're up, you're on another level mentally, right? Up here, right? You're, you're like, guys, guys, come on, come on. Let's go. 
Come on, let's go. Right. I know that life. I know it. Right. And dude, that's how I connected in Uganda. Like seriously, like nothing, nothing against my city um, where I was born, but for Uganda, that's, that's my calling. And, and that's where I'm like, come on guys, we can do it. And we'll just take people to another level. So I appreciate what you're doing for Fall River, man. State never give up, keep going forward, and I appreciate you. Even if you're, even if your students don't tell you they appreciate you, I appreciate what you're doing, man. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Hey, like you said, man, just do it. Just gonna do it. Absolutely. Cheers to your success. And if you want to learn more about Nathan Amaral, go to his website, fearless-millionaire.com. When you have a choice, always work with the best.